Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you Nebraska Baseball. Catch our live coverage as the Huskers meet the Indiana Hoosiers on the Diamond at Hawks Field at Haymarket Park in Lincoln. Watch Friday, May 10th at 6 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. Now, Vegas insider, senior handicapper, and fan of the cold Budweiser bottles, Brian Edwards. It's got to be touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Brian Edwards. I don't really love it. Brian Edwards. Boy, they using the cream cheese to butter the bagel. Brian Edwards. I'm going with the cowgirl. Here is Brian Edwards. Wrapping up our number two with our Vegas insider, B. Edwards, Brian Edwards. want to remind you that if you want to have a little taste of Vegas right here in Nebraska, go check out our friends over at the Warhorse Sportsbook and Casino. They're right now having their Warhorse Festival of Games. Visit Warhorse Casino in Lincoln only to earn entries into their $100,000 prop card challenge and grand prize drawings. You can visit warhorsecasino.com for all the details. In order to participate, you have to go to the casino in Lincoln, but you can always place your sports bets either in Lincoln or in person at Horseman's Park in Omaha as well. Warhorse Sportsbook, no bets, no glory. Brian, how are you this morning? Doing well, gentlemen. Happy New Year. How are we doing? Hey, buddy. We're doing well. How'd you do over the weekend with your uh, New Year's Six games? Man, I had a really, really good bowl season. Okay. Unfortunately, I made one of my biggest bets of the year on Alabama. So, but, I mean, that's good and bad. Uh, it's good in that my losses, my biggest bet of the year, were mitigated because I had a 22-5 and all-sports run wow. uh, four days leading wow. up to that. And then I had a really good college hoops and NBA night two nights ago. But then I got I was uh, two and three in NBA last night and zero and three in college. So it's been a little merry-go-round here, but um, not too bad, not too good. I mean, a twenty-two and five run—that's <laughs> pretty incredible. Be, yeah, but then I have one of my biggest bets of the year, which was a heartbreaking. Mm, uh, yeah, but um, yeah. I hate to tell you this, B. B, I hate to tell you this. I was on Michigan minus two. <laughs> Boy, oh, good call by you. Uh, B, speaking of college. And hey, I thought Michigan was the oh, – sorry, I, I was just going to say, 
when they came out and, and were dominating the line of scrimmage mm-hmm. and were getting all that pressure, it felt like Michigan was the right side the whole game. Mm-hmm. And I will say, I did when Alabama took a seventeen to thirteen and twenty to thirteen lead. I I did hedge like a, just a little bit. It was still a huge loss. I'm not trying to, but I did because I you know I just thought. I didn't feel good about my chances of winning really until the 52 yard field goal. And then I thought I had a pretty good chance, but not great. It just felt like Michigan was the right side. The most of the game, didn't it? Yeah. I thought they dominated, uh, especially like you said, the line of scrimmage. I I thought Alabama made it significantly closer in the second half in terms of especially the the third quarter, the overall gameplay. But yeah, it felt like Michigan was the right side there. Um, Speaking of Michigan and college football, I know that we won't talk to you again before the national championship on Monday. You do have a play there. Washington's a four and a half point dog to those same Michigan Wolverines. Where are you leaning on the national championship? Washington. Good call. I've, I've only made a a small play so far because I, I want to see I mean I know they're saying Dylan Johnson's gonna play um, but I kind of need to see some video of him moving around pretty good before I have any confidence in that and what I'm worried about really more so well a couple things first off they've, they've got some injuries at running back and so the the two guys that have gotten the most carries behind Johnson are Tybo Rogers. 38 carries, 163 yards, and Will Nixon, 31 carries, 194 yards. That is very low usage for a running back two and an RB3. And Dylan Johnson, uh, his, I was reading this, I think it was from Thor Nystrom. He's got one of the better pro football focus um, pass blocking grades for running backs. And with the way we saw Michigan getting after the quarterback last week, now Washington does have one of the better O-lines in the country, but, um, you know, Dylan Johnson could be missed in pass protection as well. But also now, you know, Michael Penix, you know, when he was in Indiana, he was more of a true uh, dual threat. But Mm -hmm. then he tore his ACL twice. Now he's a pure pocket passer. But don't mistake in that that he can't move. I mean, he doesn't run much. But he can still scramble and, you know, be elusive uh, in the pocket. And, and look, they have been um, an underdog uh, under DeBoer now five times when he's been in Washington. They have won outright all five times. And um, going back to his last year at Fresno, DeBoer is 7-0 against the spread with six outright wins his last seven as an underdog. So I like Washington. That's what I'm on right now. But I'll be a little more confident when I if and when I see Dylan Johnson making me think he's going to play and be 90%. Um, and then one prop that I'm on so far is uh, Penix over 297.5 uh, receiving yards. So he has gone – Passing, you mean, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, my apologies. Yes, obviously. Uh, my, <laughs> I'm like, man, B, what are the right? odds on that? <laughs> Plus a million. <laughs> So, so in 10 of their 14 games, he's had 302 or more. And he had those two games where he had – where he might have had broken ribs. I mean, he had the rib injuries there in late November. Where he had two games back-to-back where he threw for 162 and 204. But I think he was a little banged up there. Uh, but anywho, uh, yeah, so Penix over. But more on uh, Washington plus four and a half. Now, B, when you look at the NFL slate because it- – Despite it being week 18 and players sitting out and we're going to see a ton of backups, which isn't overly exciting, there are a lot of teams in the hunt still 
to make their way into the playoffs. So we will have some good games on paper. One being your Atlanta Falcons, who surprisingly still have a chance to make the playoffs because no one knows how to win football games in the NFC South. And so you have the Falcons playing the Saints, which I don't know if you're going to lean your Falcons direction at all. Maybe you'll put a, a, a small play on them just because they are your team. But the Saints look like they could be in really good position to lock up that division because for some reason, and I don't know why I feel this way, but the Panthers just seem like they're going to beat the Bucks this weekend. I don't know why. I just have some weird feeling about it. B, Saints minus three, is that what you're on? Yes, I am on the Saints uh, minus three. Um, so they are four and three straight up at home, which is obviously not very good, but the Falcons are two and five, but straight up and against the spread in seven road games and got smacked in London, uh, which doesn't count toward that stat. Um, and the Saints' last three home wins have been by 18, 22, and seven uh, points. And regardless of the venue, the Saints are three and one, both straight up and against the spread in their last four. Tampa was hot. They go in there and they dominate that game on the road um, last week. And um, yeah, the Falcons have just been one and four straight up in ATS last five. Uh, road games. I mean, losing to Carolina, losing the Cardinals when it was Murray's, you know, first game, losing at Tennessee when it was Levis's first career start, getting smashed at the Bears last week. I tell you what, it it will be the biggest nightmare for Falcons fans. And I know this sounds weird, but if they win and Carolina wins, the Falcons make the playoffs because every Falcon fan knows that Arthur Smith being fired is the only way this franchise is going to get off the schneid here. So uh, go Bucks and go Saints. <laughs> Isn't that horrible to like not be rooting for your team to make right? the playoffs? But, yeah. but I'm telling you, man, I know if Arthur Smith gets retained, it's just going to be the same old garbage. But anyhow. <laughs> B, uh, there's another game uh, that you've got here uh, in the NFL with the Patriots and Jets, Patriots minus one and a half. Uh, I've got it at maybe as high as minus two now. But, but, but before you give us your pick on that one, how careful do you have to be with these Week 18 games because of what Andrew talked about, about some of the uncertainty about who's going to play and where motivations are? Oh, man, you got to – it's 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 basically like this bowl season we just got through. Yeah. I mean, more than anything, it's just finding out who's going to be in uniform or not. And that's why I only have – to play, I know it's well. It's not that early in the week, but I, I mean, I feel like <laughs> we started to get some news yesterday on who's playing and whatnot. But I feel like we'll be getting more. So the the only plays I've committed to are the Patriots and um, the Saints. Um, so New England's just won 15 in a row over the Jets, and the Patriots have suddenly started playing some pretty good ball here. I mean, they've covered four in a row. They won outright in two of them. And then, you know, before this four-game stretch where they've won two and covered four in a row, even the four losses prior to that, they gave up 10 points in one of the losses, 10 points in another one of the losses, only six in a 6 nothing loss, and 20 in a 20-17 to loss. So, I mean, the defense has been playing well for two months. And, you know, Sappy didn't play well last week, but he had played pretty good, um, you know, the previous weeks. And um, the Jets... Trevor Simeon, 3-11, and his last 14 starts. And the Jets on the road this year, 2-5 and five straight up, 1-5-1 one, and one ATS. So I will go with the Pats, who've also not only won 15 in a row, they've covered 
six in a row against the Jets. B, just about a minute left here. How much, if at all, does the fact that this might be Bill Belichick's last game in New England factor into this play at all? How much did you think about that? I mean, just a little bit, not a ton, but I mean, yeah, definitely a little bit. I mean, Belichick's last game as a Patriot, he's going to lose at Gillette and Foxborough and lose a 15-game winning streak to the Jets. I just, I doubt it. So, yeah, no way. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds about right. Uh, Brian Edwards, our Vegas insider. B, where can people find you? Uh, at Vegas B Edwards on Twitter and find my uh, content on Major Wager. Sorry, I didn't have more picks. Uh, light Don't slate be. in the NBA and uh, hard week on NFL. No, listen. I mean, you went twenty-two and five on your little. You don't have to there. apologize for anything when you have a, a record break like that. There. We appreciate your uh, time as always. We'll talk to you again soon. All right. Thanks, fellas. You have a good one. Hey, thanks, B. That's Brian Edwards, our Vegas insider on the Warhorse Sportsbook Hotline. Remember, you can place your bets in Omaha or Lincoln. If you want to get into that prop card challenge for Warhorse Casino, you got to go to Lincoln. Warhorse Sportsbook, no bets, no glory. Coming up next, we've got our guy Michael Brunts from Husker 24-7 here on Herd Sports Radio.